Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, riders in the sky. Too Slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers. And Ranger Dog, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. Thank you. And now here are riders in the sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes, and thank you, Texas Vic Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. This is Ranger Duck, idol of American youth, welcoming you once again to Riders Radio Theater on this, the 1,856th performance in our checkered career. Before we send even one more dogie through the chute, let me take a moment to introduce to you Riders in the Sky. To my left, that's your right, as you gaze into your Brunswick table model, is none other than the man with nearly a dozen friends, Too Slim. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, listen to that. Wow. No, really, thank you. Gosh, sounds like six or seven of them are here. Thank you so much. Right you are, Slim. And over to my right, that's your left, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, Woody Paul. Thank you, friends. Woody, thank you. Woody, 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 Woody. I'm just, I'm just glad this is radio, boys, because I forgot to shave tonight. <laughs> but in the, center, in the center of your radio, ladies and gentlemen, all of you out there in radio land, stands the center of, well, the center of the known universe. <laughs> the idol of American youth, Ranger Doug. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're awfully kind. And before we tear into our first song of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, let me take a moment to introduce our orchestra to you, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be joining us on a, well, a frequent basis from now on. Joey the Cow Polka King! <laughs> All right. Let's start this trail drive with a number from the Woody Paul songbook, Blue Bonnet Lady. One, two, three... So sad and all alone Blue, blue bonnet lady Or do you need a shoulder to lean upon? Well, I'm just a lonesome, lone star cowboy I'm needing someone too So, oh, blue, 
blue bonnet lady come with me and you won't be blue Lady, I bet you're sweeter than the rose of San Antonio. Blue, blue bonnet lady, all pretty Texas flowers shouldn't be so all alone. But I'm just a lonesome, lone star cowboy. I'm needing someone too, and it might be you. Blue, blue bonnet lady, come with me, and you won't be blue. That Texas teardrop from your eye Cause blue, blue bonnet lady On our things are gonna be much better by and by For I'm just a lonesome, lone star cowboy I need a girl like you, yes I do Blue, blue bonnet lady Come with me and you won't be blue No you won't come with me And you won't be blue. And now through the new age miracle of channeling, here's a familiar voice with an amazing offer from Camp Firelight Records. I am Pops, remember me? Well, I remember Woody Paul. Bloop. Yes, Woody Powell wrote some of the great cowboy songs of the 70s and 80s. And through the miracle of channeling, I've come back and put together a special two-album set with 26 of the greatest hits of Woody Powell. You get the great. There is a spot I know way down in Mexico, high in the old Sierra Madre, the immortal. It kind of goes against my grain, but I love you, Liza Jane. And who were you with the first time you heard Just another lonely campfire on the trail? <laughs> I know what you're saying, Pops. All that wonderful Woody Paul music must cost 75 or $80. But no, I'm going to send it to you for only $9.99. You heard me right, $9.99. And if you act before Shirley MacLaine's next book come out, <laughs> you will receive not only the Woody Powell album, but the Woody Powell 8-track, the Woody Powell video, the Woody Paul bumper sticker that say I'd rather be asleep. <laughs> the Woody Paul diet book entitled Slim, Can I Have One of Them Bananas? <laughs> and that's not all. You also will receive a phone call from the king himself. Woody Paul will call you collect in the middle of the night. <laughs> he will talk louder than you have ever heard any human being talk on the telephone. His mouth will be full of food and he will hang up before you are done talking. <laughs> So don't delay, call now for all the Woody Paul memorabilia you can carry from your mailbox to your house. And here's how to do it. 
You receive your complete set of Woody Paul records, tapes, and memorabilia. Have your Visa Albanian Express or MasterCard ready and call 1-900-DOCTOR-WOODY. That's 1-900-DOCTOR-WOODY. Remember, that's not a toll-free call. And in the words of the king himself, so long, saddle pals, a robot. <laughs> Whoa, 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 and now whoa, back whoa. to Riders in the Sky. Hold it, hold it right there, hold it. Look, wait, before the channel closes, I just have to ask you, Satchmo, what it's like for a jazz legend to be channeled to the body of a middle-aged cowboy bass player. Well, uh, there's plenty of room in here for both of us. That's uh, <laughs> one of the thing about too slim, the wide open spaces, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so long now, I gotta go. Okay, so long, Pops. Been good to have you. Slim? Slim, are, are you back with us, Slim? Yes, Ranger Doug, I'm back, and I feel so refreshed. I don't know. It's <laughs> really great. Great. Well, Slim, I understand that once again you've booked a guest for this week. I sure have, Ranger Doug. You know, I'm in charge of the guests, and, and uh, I sure have. Well, I have to ask, with a great deal of trepidation, given our track record, who did you get this time? Well, Ranger Doug, I guess you know Riders Radio Theater is now in the Dominion of Canada. I certainly do, Slim, and it's great news, too. Yes. Well, don't you have to have a certain amount of Canadian content for your show to get on the air up there, boys? That's exactly right, Woody. So I booked as a guest from our neighbor to the north. Ooh, that sounds great, Slim. Who'd you get? Ann Murray? Ian Tyson? Gordon Lightfoot? Not on our budget, Ranger Doug. I got the symbol of Canada. <gasps> you booked a maple leaf? Wayne Gretzky? Not since the trade. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, excuse trade. me, boys. Ranger Doug, earlier in the dressing room, you asked me to let you know when an hour had passed. Ooh, I certainly did, Texas Bix. Thank you. Uh, I'll be back in a few minutes, guys. Go ahead and bring on the guest. Well, uh, sure. all right. Where are you going, Ranger Doug? Well, I have to put another quarter in the meter or they'll tow our Studebaker Conestoga. <laughs> you know how parking is down here. Just bring on the Canadian guest and, and I'll be right back. Okay. okay. Well, so long, Ranger well, Doug. Well, gosh, who'd, who'd you get, Too Slim? I got a, I got a Mountie, Woody. <gasps> you, you mean the, the idol of Canadian youth? None other. <laughs> None other, Woody Paul. In a tribute to the longest undefended border in the world, I've invited to hear one of Her Majesty's finer. How about a big hand for from the RCMP, Sergeant Dudley! Thank you. Thank you, Vinay. Thank you. Hello, Woody. Hello, Slim. Hello, Hi, Saddle Sergeant. Pals of America, eh? I bring you greetings from the land of sky-blue waters, rippling cataracts, snow-capped mountain peaks, a land where men are men, and women are women, and everyone ends a declarative sentence with A. A. <laughs> great. Woo! Sergeant Dudley. It's great to have you here, Sergeant Dudley, but what, what, what brings you to our neck of the woods? Well, I'm on my way home from South Korea, eh? Oh, really? You must have been to the Olympics. I did indeed. I took a bronze medal in the beaver flip. The, the beaver flip? Yes, I guess of I'm not up on that one. Me neither, Sergeant Dudley, but perhaps you could describe it for us. Certainly, lads. It begins with a foot race in full regalia of 50 meters to a canoe. Once there, you push off and paddle to a small island. Then you jump out of the canoe, knock back a six pack of Labats. <laughs> then you quickly trap a beaver. Ha! Gotcha! Then you take the little rodent by the broad of the tail, wind up and fling the little bugger as far into the punt as you can. Ah! The, the punt? The landing field, of course, then, oh. eh? 
Well, that done, you jump in your canoe, paddle furiously back to the shore. Then it's Labatt's time again, followed by a belly crawl to the finish line. Oh, what great sport, eh? Wow. Gee, it sounds almost as exciting as curling. <laughs> but I, I... I guess you don't use a real beaver. I mean, it's like badminton, right? You have a birdie, but it's really a plastic gizmo, you know. It's oh, like... that would be the easy way. But it wouldn't be the Mountie way, eh? <laughs> No, we use real live beavers. <laughs> well, gosh, how many times can you use the same beavers? Oh, only once, I'm afraid, would eh? After that, they're wise to you. You can't get within 10 meters of them. Oh, are they steamed, eh? I'll bet they are. <laughs> yes, it was splendid to be there, but it's taken me so long to get home with all these goodwill stops, and I'm quite blue, eh? I really miss my blue Canadian Rockies, my faithful horse, and most of all, little Nellie, oh. the belle of the old Northwest. Oh, I'd love to sing a song to her over well, the radio. Well, that would be great, Sergeant Dudley. Maybe she's tuned in and, and she could hear it. I hope well, so. Why don't you sing a little song for her here? And, if and I only had a little inspiration, it's, it's so hard when she's not around me. Eh? Well, I just got a crazy idea. Maybe we can get a stand-in from the audience to come up here and be little Nell, the Say. belle of the old Northwest. W Woody, can that you go find somebody in the, in the crowd that would help us out here? Oh, good. Oh, wow. A little Nell. Wow. What a oh, thrill. What a lovely young lass. Tell me, what is your name in the States? Nellie. <laughs> That's your name in Canada, dear. What's your name down here? Nellie Jo. <laughs> I was afraid she'd say Nellie Bob. <laughs> Nellie. Oh, she needs a shawl on her if she's really going to be Nell. Put on the shawl there, shawl yes. And, and tell me, is your boyfriend here? Oh, phooey. <laughs> Still, we can sing a lovely song, can we not? We certainly can. Would you play a C chord? The twilight shadows deepen into night, dear. The city lights are gleaming o'er the snow. Wow. I sit alone beside a cheery fire, dear. I'm dreaming dreams from out the long ago. Eh? I fancy that it's springtime in the mountains. I think she was born to play this role. The flowers with their colors out of flame. And every day I hear you calling to me. Dudley, I'll wait until the springtime comes again. When it's springtime in the Rockies, I'll, I'll be coming back to you. Little sweetheart of the mountains With your bonny eyes so blue She's a natural, eh? Once again I'll say I, I love, love you. you While the birds sing all the day When it's springtime in the Rockies In the Rockies far away Oh, Nell, remember those nights in our little birch bark canoe in Lake Louise? Yes, yes. I was hoping she'd say that. <laughs> remember the hundreds of beavers we flipped over the still waters? <laughs> yes, yes. Keep going, Nell, I like this. <laughs> Once again, I'll say I love you While the birds sing all the day when it's springtime in the Rockies, in the Rockies.
he's far away. Oh, no. Oh, Dudley. <laughs> I'll tell you what, little Nell, uh, that you were such a good sport to come up here and do that. During the intermission, go out into the lobby and, and pick out a, a free comb <laughs> at the Mercantile. It's a dollar value, and I, I, that's just great. Thank you, Slim. Well, fellows, I must be going. Duty and little Nellie call. Not to mention my horse, then, eh? Well, thanks for dropping by, Sergeant Dudley. So long. See you later, eh? All right, come back when you can. So long. Let's have another hand for him. What do you say? <laughs> Oh. oh, and here's, here's Ranger Doug back again. Good to be back. Texas Bix, don't you have something to say to us? I sure do, Ranger Doug. This is Riders the Radio Theater. It's taped live in the Johnson Theater in the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 11 of the exciting melodrama, Meltdown on the Mesa, Critical Mass. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Riders in the Sky have been mired for the last 10 episodes in a morass of misfortune. Their herd was lost in a cruel stampede. Then their luxurious fleece-lined bunkhouse burned to the ground. Next, a landslide nearly killed them. Surviving that by the skin of their teeth, someone then brutally shot them in their biscuits. Ranger Doug hit the nail on the head when he said, Boys, I can't help but think that someone's out to get us. After all this, they were alive, but things looked really bleak. It was then that Ranger Doug came up with a marvelous plan to save the day, and everyone quickly agreed to it. Put on a show! Yes, and as preparations for the big benefit show began, Side Meat reminded Ranger Doug of his SDI. Your what? Side Meat Defense Initiative. I float around up in space in a hot air balloon. I burn money for fuel, and when any two-legged varmints come around, I bop them with biscuits made out of the... Hardest substance known to man. We'll talk about this when the party's over, Side Meat. I got work to do. I can't wait till then. I got biscuits to make. Balloons to launch. Money to burn. And by evening of the next day, the Big Benefit Show was underway and a big success. But as you might expect, Slocum and Charlie, the arch-villains of our melodrama, are planning a surprise ending to the day's events. Whoa. Now, Slocum? Now. <laughs> wait till the show's over. <laughs> Then grab the money, shoot the accordion player so they, they can't have any inspiring chase music. <laughs> and meet me back at the hideout. I'll get back there now and call Mr. Biggs. <laughs> Let him know we're bringing the reactor online tonight. <laughs> right, boss. <laughs> Meanwhile, floating silently in the dark sky high above these two villains. Hey, that looks like Slocum down there. I think I'll just trail along, see what that sidewinder's up to. Then only moments later at the dance. Well, thanks, Saddle Pals, for making this benefit show such a big success. And now, from all of us to all of you, happy, happy trails to you. Whoa! Ah, we've been robbed, and someone tried to shoot Joey, the Cowboy King. Joey, Joey, are you okay? <laughs>
Gee, it Ooh. sounds like he got you in the B flat. <laughs> it must have deflected the bullet. Well, we'll have to avoid that key. <laughs> Which way did he go, Miss Marm? He went that way! I thought as much. Joey, play some inspiring chase music. Let's ride! All right. And so in a mad dash for truth, justice, and the cowboy way, episode 11 of Meltdown on the Mesa begins. The chase is on! Wow, there he is on the crest of that hill, He's boys! He's getting away! Joey, could you play just a little bit faster? We'll never catch him at that tempo. It's working! We're gaining on him! Oh, no. oh he, he's shooting at us, boys! Ride low in the saddle, boys. Oh, oh, that's six shots. He ought to be empty now. Now we got him. What? Oh, no. He must have a Gene Autry 50 shooter. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a remote, narrow ravine deep in the bowels of Tumbleweed Valley, inside a carefully camouflaged stainless steel structure with twin cooling towers cleverly designed to look like huge Ponderosa pines, a diabolical laugh splits the air. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Biggs. This is Slocum. <laughs> I'm just calling to let you know that I'm bringing the reactor online, even as we speak. Soon this whole valley, the entire west, the beef business everywhere will be ours. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the dark moonless sky, high above Slocum's camouflaged reactor. Where'd he go? I followed Slocum to this remote ravine in the bowels of Tumbleweed Valley. And then he disappeared. I wonder if he went into that carefully camouflaged stainless steel deal down there. <laughs> Next to them two huge ponderosa pines, man, it's the biggest I've ever seen. Oh. Meanwhile, back at the chase. He's finally out of bullets, but my horse is tiring. Boy, mine is tired too, boy. He's really on a fast horse. Yes, he is, Woody oh. Paul, but not too fast for Ranger Doug on Amazing Turbo, the Wonder Horse of the West. Gosh, he's right, Ranger Doug. You can catch him on Turbo. Don't wait for us. Ride, Ranger Doug, ride! On Turbo, on boy! Meanwhile, back at Slocum's reactor hideout. No, 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 Mr. Big. I designed it myself. I can tell you absolutely nothing can go wrong. It's foolproof, I tell you. <laughs> well, sure, there's an air intake on the roof. You have to have one. <laughs> well, I suppose it is possible, but look here, Mr. Big. That thing's just a vertical pipe. It sticks up maybe two inches. <laughs> it's no wider than a, a, a biscuit. <laughs> Well, no, I didn't put a screen over it. The possibility's so remote. Well, sure, if a foreign object were to be introduced at critical mass, which is seconds from now, but I tell you, that's next to impossible. And not only that, it would have to be the hardest substance known to man. Meanwhile, high above Slocum's evil edifice. Oh, come on, show yourself, Slocum. I got a biscuit here with your name on it. Whoops! Oh, I dropped that one. Oh, well, there's plenty more where that came from. Oh. Yes, the odds against this happening are 60 septimajillion to one. But when you live your life the cowboy way, those aren't bad odds. As Slocum is about to find out. So relax, Mr. Biggs. Nothing can go... 
Ah, uh, ah, uh, Mr. Biggs. <laughs> Listen, I gotta go. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, my teapot. <laughs> yeah, funny sound and whistle. <laughs> well, I gotta go. It's definitely uh, boiling over. <laughs> well, I'll get back to you. Bye. <laughs> gotta get out of here. <laughs> attention, attention. Ten minutes until critical mass. <laughs> evacuate. <laughs> evacuate. Kiss your. And as Slocum steps outside to flee his melting reactor, a nemesis with his name on it zips down from above and connects with his cranium. Uh, ouch! Ouch! What the? Uh, take that! Uh, oh! Ow! Where are those things coming from? Boy, those are hard! Uh, Meanwhile, ow, back at the chase... <clears throat> Ranger Doug on Amazing Turbo has caught up with an amazed Charlie. What the? And with a flying leap, Ranger Doug knocks Charlie from his horse. Uh, why you? Oh. Take that! Oh! oh. And that, and that, and that for shooting at a poor unarmed accordion player. No more, no more, I quit. Okay, okay. You got him, Ranger Doug. <laughs> Way to go, Ranger Doug. Okay, Charlie, uh, spill the beans or do you want some more fistic medicine? Yeah, give him another dose of medicine, Ranger no, Doug. No, more uh, medicine. It was Slocum, see? He was behind it all. He stampeded your herd. He burned the bunkhouse. He started the landslide back in episode two. He did it. He did it all. I thought as much. Where is Slocum now? Yeah, where is he? He's just over the hill there, seeing this hidden ravine. He's up to no good over there, I can tell you that. Well, that's, that's, that's about where the old will you be mine is, Ranger Doug. Right you are, Woody. Come on, boys, let's go pay a call on Mr. Slocum. Get on your horse, Charlie. <laughs> right, Ranger Doug. Pay a call on Slocum. <laughs> he said shoot the accordion player. <laughs> Meanwhile, just over the hill in the hidden ravine... Side meat has Slocum pinned down when a sudden updraft carries him away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ha, they've stopped at last. But I gotta get out of here before this baby takes me on a free fall to Beijing. But before Slocum can make his getaway... Whoa, whoa, hold it right there, Slocum. Now what? Charlie's been filling us in on your perfidious activity. Yeah, he hasn't shut up yet. Yeah, and see, he's building this reactor here to create mutant prairie dogs. See, they look like cattle. Prairie, prairie dogs? Oh, you are evil! Like I said, he's the one who stampeded your herd. Quiet, you he's, idiot! He's responsible for Black Monday, see? And designer jeans and moonlighting and new coke, and he's behind the Gretzky trade, see? And Shut up, and you idiot! Slocum, Charlie's testimony will put you away where you belong. Oh, yeah? You didn't know I had this gun behind my back? <laughs> he's got a gun! Okay, reach for the sky! I always wanted to say that. <laughs> Now, I'm in control again. Of course, it doesn't make any difference. I'm going to hell, but I'm taking you with me. Oh. That'll be the day, Slocum. Oh, yeah, see that little reactor behind me? It's going to blow. The only thing that could save this valley is 30 million gallons of cool, clear water. <laughs> so just sit tight while we wait for the big meltdown on the Mesa. At last, the title of our melodrama makes sense. Partners, do I even need to remind you to tune in next week for the exciting conclusion of Meltdown on the Mesa when you'll hear Charlie say, See, he's behind Barry Manilow and he picked Dan Quayle too. And Slocum say, <laughs> Shut up, you idiot! Next week at this Theater of the Mind. Favorite Cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Town, we are flat out of time. We'll see you on Down the Trail next week on Riders Radio Theater. So long, Saddle Town. It's been so good to see you. 